Hi everyone and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Vinali and we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 3-1 defeat to Arsenal in the Premier League. Joining us for this week's podcast, we have former Saints captain Dean Hammond and former Daily Echo reporter Adam Leach. Uh, Dean, let's come to you first. It was a bit of a difficult night for Saints. What went wrong in your opinion? Well, I think it was just a, a very much improved Arsenal team uh, from the, the FA Cup fixture at the weekend. Um, the first half was very, very entertaining. Um, both teams could have scored more than uh, than they did. 2-1 was probably a fair reflection of the first half. And then uh, Arsenal second half, very, very disciplined. Um, and Southampton with a lot of possession, a lot of intent, couldn't quite break them down and then got caught on the counter-attack for a third goal. So a little bit of disappoint- disappointment, a little bit of frustration. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a depleted team at the moment, a bit of an inexperienced team at the moment for Southampton. So lots of lessons learnt, um, but move on to the next fixture. It's going to happen during the period of the season um, and it's just move on and, and look forward to the game against Aston Villa. Adam, Dean just said there we are playing with a bit of a depleted team at the moment. It feels like the squad depth is really being tested at the moment, but I guess that was somewhat inevitable at this point in the season. Yeah, I mean, we always knew this time was going to come um, and, and probably somewhere in around sort of December, January time was the most likely when you're playing lots of games. There's lots of games back to back. You're going to get injuries. You're going to get suspensions. And, and Saints have kind of, they've had quite a few. I mean, they have been unlucky. They've picked up quite a few to some really key players as well, which is uh, not easy for any team to deal with. And obviously, if you're not a, a Liverpool or a Manchester City and you, you don't have a, a huge squad of, you know, international players that, to almost fill a full second tr- string team, then it's always going to be difficult. And that's a position, realistically, that Saints are in. Um, I'm sure there'll be some further debate after this game about uh, whether their their squad is overall strong enough, whether there's a few positions whereby they really could do with one or two more experienced players in in the squad. Um, but they're kind of debates to be had uh, aside from the game and on the game itself. Yeah, I think probably the the better team won on the night, and that was just a, a sign of a bit of. As Dean said, inexperienced from Saints, they fatigued a little bit in the second half. And I think they kind of realised at 3-1 the game was up um, and started looking looking ahead to the next one. So, so yeah, they need to go there, hopefully have some players back. And when they play Aston Villa, fingers crossed, get, get back on the winning, winning train again. Well, before we discuss tonight's defeat in a little more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. But Narek plays it forward, but straight into Granite Xhaka, who sends Lacazette through. One-on-one with McCarthy, who comes out and makes the save, and Ward-Prowse gets back. So here comes the corner from the right, an outswinger from Ward-Prowse. Low, drilled in towards the penalty spot, and blasted! And that one is straight off the training ground, and Stuart Armstrong has smashed that in on the half volley. But Xhaka puts it in again, Pepe should score, and Pepe holds off the challenge of Bednarek. And from the inside left, Pushes it wide of McCarthy this time. Out to Saka. The young English winger curls it into the box. Away from Valerie. And the volley wide from Cedric. How much would he have enjoyed that? Out to Vokins. Now, what can Jake Vokins do? Crosses it in. And Shea Adams' header is brilliantly saved. Armstrong tries to put it back into the six-yard area. But it's turned behind for a corner. Who just scored a goal before he got injured again. And that's a great ball from Lacazette to put Saka. And Saka's gone round. And McCarthy and Saka's put Arsenal into the lead. And they've come from behind. 
Gives it back to Cedric, who hits a right-footed crossfield ball from left-back, and McCarthy came and then went back, and Saka pulls it to the back post, and that's probably the game. Arsenal have scored a third. Uh, Dean, let's come to you first. What was your overall thoughts of the game? Um, yeah, it was a, an entertaining game, especially first half. It, it was end-to-end. Uh, started in a, a really exciting manner, where Arsenal potentially should have been 1-0 up, and then some, some good play by... Southampton and then some good work from the training ground to, to score from a, a set piece and a really good finish by Armstrong. And then Arsenal came came, came back strong and uh, they had some more attacking threat than they did at the weekend. Um, and they looked pretty um, aggressive in their, their possession, playing forward, trying to uh, get the ball wide, trying to find passes in between defenders um, and scored two goals, which... Um, unfortunately, came against the two younger fullbacks. Um, probably not their fault, but just a little bit of inexperience there. Um, and then the second half, kind of Southampton had lots and lots of possession, um, good territory, but just couldn't find their breakthroughs. You know, Arsenal had that disciplined shape um, and then scored a, a good goal on, on kind of on their counter attack. So a disappointing result, but still some positives that came from the game. Um, and it's you move on from it. Um, it's, it's one game that you can you can learn from. Some younger players have got more experience. Um, Danny Ings has got another 70 minutes, 75 minutes under his belt. So there is some positives, but yeah, disappointing result. And what about yourself, Adam? Is it just a frustrating night for Saints not being able to find that bit of luck to make the breakthrough? Yeah, I think I think really the injuries uh, um, and the suspension as well caught up with them a bit tonight. Um, they, they did look a little bit tired uh, in the second half. And definitely just just defensively, I felt any team, I guess, if you're missing three quarters of your regular starting back four, you're going to feel that. Um, and Saints definitely did tonight. They they just, yeah, I mean, there was there was bright spots, certainly in the first half. Um, sadly, before both the Arsenal goals, really, actually, Saints, Saints had a period where they did well, but they were just a bit too sloppy in possession. I think we saw some of the inexperience and I guess... This will raise a few questions again about the the depth of the squad, really, um, because, uh, yeah, I mean, they have suffered. There are quite a few players out, so you have to bear that in mind. It's not just as if it's one or two players out, but nonetheless, I think we've seen probably fairly conclusively that when you get beyond that first 13 players, maybe, there, there perhaps is a, a bit of a significant drop-off and Saints go from perhaps being a team that are really challenging at the very top to to being more of a mid-table type side. And uh, yeah, just a, a a disappointing evening, really. I do agree with Dean. There were some positives still to come out of it. But um, but yeah, I think plenty to ponder on for Ralph after this one. Adam, as Dean mentioned in his answer just a moment ago, the game certainly kicked off in an exciting fashion. Before we scored, Arsenal obviously had that chance. Then Stuart Armstrong went to score that great goal from a fantastic set piece. It was certainly a brilliant goal from a Southampton perspective. It was, and it was one of those that you imagine that has been well worked on on the training ground. I suspect they've they've seen something there in the in the coaching staff. Um, that they have you know, good analysts at the club and they would have looked at Arsenal and, and looked at the way that they line up and they defend set pieces. And I suspect they've seen a vulnerability there that they can try and exploit. And then they've probably drilled that on the practice, uh, in practice on the training ground and then they've executed it. It was obviously it was a great finish from Armstrong um, and Armstrong played really well, especially in that first half. 
Um, but it also it was a great delivery again from from Prousey. I mean, we come to expect this now of him, obviously, but it wasn't a straightforward delivery to to exactly pick out that spot. Stuart Armstrong was able to kind of take it uh, in his stride as well, which really helped. Um, a really well worked goal, I think. I think that was not a, not a fluke. It wasn't a miss hit corner from Prousey that just found its way to Armstrong. It, that was a that was very, very deliberate from them. And, and I think it was well-deserved for Stu Armstrong tonight because I think of all the Saints players, he was probably the best one out there tonight. He had a really good game uh, this evening, so he deserved his goal. Well, Arsenal did score two goals after that, with both of them coming from Saints playing out from the back. Dean, is there is there any blame attached to Southampton from their point of view? I wouldn't say there's any blame, Steve. I give credit to Arsenal. I think they pressed uh, Southampton very, very well. Um, they timed their press well as well. When um, a defender felt as though he had time on the ball, they really raced him to put them under pressure to force them to make a, a quicker decision. Um, but potentially with the goals, yes, you're always taught as a defender to to show a player wide, to, to defend on the inside and not allow players to run inside you to find gaps. And and that kind of happened with the two um, uh, fullbacks. But they were, they were playing very, very high up the pitch with a very attacking manner and I'm sure that would have been encouraged by uh, the coach and, and the manager um, to, to play like that so they're going to get caught out in them positions because it's very difficult to play high when you have possession of ball and then recover into position so I wouldn't say there's blame there's some probably naivety in a little bit of tactical area where the fullbacks got a little bit too high before Southampton had comfortable possession to be able to play that pass I think the first goal, Jack Stevens tried to play a ball out with his left foot and it gets cut out on Arsenal break and Valerie's out of position and very set, very similar for, for the second goal. And potentially a, a poor decision by McCarthy as well. You know, Saka's going away from goal and probably a cross goal on his weaker right foot as well and probably didn't need to come off his line. I think Vokins maybe probably would have recovered and put him under pressure. But that happens in football. You have to make decisions very, very quickly uh, and work off your instincts. So I wouldn't say there's any blame, but there's definitely lessons to be learned from them, them goals that were conceded. And there was very nearly a stunning goal from Cedric. Um, but Adam, how would you assess the first half as a whole for Southampton? Yeah, I mean, on Cedric, I think that was one of his finest ever performances at St Mary's tonight. He was <laughs> he was uh, superb. Um, but yeah, the first half, I mean, obviously Arsenal had that that early opportunity, but but other than that, I think Saints started pretty well actually, and they 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 were do they were doing okay, um, and they kind of had a couple of good spells as well in the first half. They're probably their biggest weakness in the first half was just that they were just a little bit uncharacteristically sloppy in possession. They weren't awful, but they just gave the ball away a little bit cheaply a few times. And those turnover in possession uh, did kind of break up the rhythm of their play. And it did aid Arsenal when Arsenal kind of came into the game and, and obviously got the the two goals before half time, which really had turned the match on its head and, and Saints couldn't recover. So I thought they were they were decent in the first half. It was certainly better compared to the second half. I mean, Saints did drop off in the second half, I think. Um and probably once they went 3-1 down, the, the, the changes did feel a little bit like Ralph had kind of written the game off and, and was kind of packing up ready for the for the challenges that lie ahead and, and give a few youngsters a bit more experience, which I, I don't really disagree with. I think that's probably a sensible thing to do. But it was, uh, yeah, overall, I think um, the first half was certainly the better of the two from a Saints point of view, 
even though they conceded twice. Hmm. Well, Southampton definitely had more of the ball in the second half as Arsenal sat deeper. It felt like the, the next goal would have been a, a decisive one. Uh, how frustrating was it that it actually went to Arsenal, Dean? Yeah, you're right, Steve. A 2-1 with, with Southampton and a lot more possession of the ball uh, in Arsenal's territory. Um, the next goal was really, really important. And, and it was difficult for Southampton to, to try, and, try and break that Arsenal defence down. They, they defended very, very narrow and allowed the ball to go wide and encouraged Southampton to cross the ball and defended well, to be honest. And there wasn't really that many opportunities for Southampton. Potentially, the shot from Theo from the edge of the box, he, he had a good connection with it, but hit it too well and went straight at the goalkeeper. Shea Adams, you know, almost going through one-on-one -on -one and a good recovery from holding. And then James Ward-Prowse's free kick. So they're kind of half opportunities, half chances, but no real clear-cut opportunity to get back in the game. So lots of possession, um, lots of intent. But Arsenal, I think they played very, very well tonight, second half. And, and, and their goal on the, on the break was a brilliant crossfield pass by Cedric, a fantastic cross by Saka with his wrong foot, his right foot, uh, and Lacazette couldn't really miss. So there wasn't quite that cutting-edge second half, but I don't think that was due to Southampton's poor play. I just think Arsenal defended very, very well and, and learnt from their lessons from the weekend. Adam, looking specifically then at Jake Vokins and Jan Valery, we spoke pre-match about just how big an occasion it is for them tonight. How did they do for you this evening? Uh, I think we predicted a tough night for them both, and I think that's what they got. Uh, they were up against two fast, quick players. Arsenal certainly... Um, tried to exploit as we suspected they might the the sort of relative inexperience on the wings uh Saka and Pepe are good players and and they've got a lot of uh, quality and and they gave them a tough time um I think when you look at uh Valerie in particular we spoke before the game and said the defensive side of his game was what what we really wanted to see tonight Fortunately, I don't think he really delivered in, in that respect. Going forward, um, he, he was adventurous. It didn't always come off for him, but, it, but he kind of played in the mould of, of Walker Peters and the, and the system that Ralph wants to play. He showed he understood that in the way that he, he went forward and he attacked. But defensively, the kind of the question marks that were there about him when he had that run in the team and it kind of came to an end a couple of years ago, kind of there again I think um tonight and 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 yeah fairly uh fairly glaring at times Vokins again uh, a tough game but I think maybe you know obviously he got taken off for Redmond in the second half but um but I think both of them will will take something from the match tonight I think that will will be a big learning experience I suppose what you would say with Vokins is that he is less experienced than Valerie and so these these are still really fundamental minutes for Valerie, even though they're both a very similar age. He obviously needs to show that he's learning a lot from these because he he, he has had more games. You, he cannot have the excuse of it's only his second or third game. He's obviously played quite a bit in the first team. So even though it's very tough to for him to come in, you know, and, and play at that level. Uh, against a team like Arsenal when when he's been playing you know behind the scenes and and lower league oppositions in cup games it's still um it's still something for for him to try and take that opportunity and I, I i think they both showed a bit not not having to go they both showed a little bit of promise but uh i think i think that the walker peters and bertrand um 
certainly look like very much the first choice when when you look at the the two lads that are behind them at the moment. Mm. Well, well, on a brighter note, Ibrahima Diallo had another good game. Uh, Dean, what did you make of him, considering he also played uh, a portion of the game out of his natural position at left-back? Yeah, I thought he was impressive again. Um, Adam mentioned Stuart Armstrong, I thought was excellent tonight, but Diallo was was just as impressive. Um, different approach. I thought he was very, very calm on the ball, actually. Very composed. He, um, his range of passing and his selection of passing was good. He had the moments where he would break play up and then he would drive out of the back four and make ground up the pitch um, and then try and be creative. There was a time I think he received the ball in the midfield. He, he checked back and then tried to have a strike with his left foot in the first half. Obviously, the connection and shot wasn't great. Um, but yeah, more forward thinking, but very, very composed on the ball, uh, relaxed. Um, and another good, another good uh, display by him. Like we mentioned, 21 years old, he's gaining experience. Um, and he's playing very, very well. And then when he filled in the left back, again, looked comfortable, looked very capable in that position. Obviously not his natural position, but just shows that he's an all-round good footballer. Um, his confidence is growing. His understanding of the club is growing. So, yeah, he's got a bright, uh, a bright future and it's been a really, really good investment by the football club. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yeah, it's always a uh, frustration when you concede goals. When it's that easy, I think, then it's even more. The first was uh, a mistake in the build-up, but then still we have the chance to defend it. We didn't do it. And then the second one was similar. Uh, and yeah, there's not a way we can defend. You can do it much better. We know this. And after being down one uh, in the halftime, it's difficult to come back. We had chances to do it. But also there, the, the final quality was not good enough. I won't, don't want to speak about uh, the individual players they have played today. We know that we we are a good side when we play a perfect game. Today we were far away from this. Well, attention now shifts to the next job at hand, which is, of course, uh, Aston Villa away on Saturday. Adam, what are your early thoughts on that game? Well, I think from Saints' point of view, from Ralph's point of view, he's going to be hoping he's got some players back. I think that's, that's going to be key, really, uh, for Saints. Um, obviously, Ryan Bertram will come back uh, from suspension. They come straight back in the team, we would assume. And I guess it depends on what the damage is with Walker Peters as to whether whether he can make it back. I know there's half a chance of Oriol being back, maybe Yannick as well. <clears throat> Obviously, this is going to make a big difference to Saints if if they start getting players uh, fit again. Um, Villa, to be fair to Villa, I mean, they're having a great season. Uh, really, really fantastic season and credit to, to them and to Dean Smith there. They're, they're doing a great job. So they'll be, they will be difficult opponents for Saints, especially... Yeah, I imagine Saints are feeling a little bit... The confidence is maybe a little bit shaken at the moment. Not not that they're on their knees or anything like that, but but when you've had that, I think, real forward momentum that they've enjoyed for quite a long time now, since really since the restart at, at the end of last season, now they're just running into this period w- which we kind of predicted that they would have to deal with at some point where you get injuries, you get suspensions, you you perhaps lose a few games. You don't just constantly move forward. Then it's a big question mark for you. When you get those players back again, can you kind of pick up where you left off uh, before they went out? So I think that's the thing for Saints. I I predict it will be a good game again. I think, you know, Aston Villa are quite open as well. They play some good good stuff. And so do Saints. Um, So I think if Saints can get those players back, They'll be they'll be confident. If they don't, it's going to be harder. But but I think we'll see another good game, and I, I would expect some more goals as well. 
Yeah, most definitely. And my apologies, it's actually Southampton that will be welcoming Aston Villa here at the weekend. Uh, Dean, how do you see that one going? Very similar to, to what Adam said. I think Aston Villa have a, a really, really good season. They're a, they're a dangerous team, um, full of confidence. Um, but yeah, if we can get some of the more experienced players back, if you know, if Vestergaard can return, if Oriol can return, Nathan Redmond obviously has got 20 minutes tonight, uh, Ryan's going to come back into the team. I think that's really, really important. I think it was the first time tonight I felt as though they missed that little bit of experience. The team looked a little bit young for the first time. And that's expected because, you know, the squad's been kind of stretched at the moment. And like Adam said, we expected that period. Um, so it's probably the first time in a little while where a result's not needed, but you would like a result just to kind of bring it all back to a kind of composed, steady relaxed atmosphere and thinking okay we're okay here we're through in the FA Cup we've got another win a home win now we can really start looking forward players are coming back from suspension players are coming back from injury so it's a good game it'll be and I agree with Adam I think there'll be goals again Southampton always create chances and and Aston Villa look like they can score with the attacking players they've got so it should be a good match. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks to our guests, Dean Hammond and Adam Leach. We'll be back on Saturday for the visit of Aston Villa. So we'll see you then.